XFM Podcast. I am your host, Ivan Garcia. And today, guys, I don't have that much updates, but I did go to the track. Um, well, I, I don't have much updates in terms of the EG build. It's kind of where it's going to be for the next um, several weeks until, I, I guess, it's uh, the following Honda Challenge race or... Maybe I might not even go to that one after I get back. I don't know. It, it's it's still like a lot of that is still um, kind of up in the air. It, it really depends on a lot of uh, financial factors right now. Um, so, yeah, right now, uh, let me see for SoCal. When is our next event after I get back from Japan? I think... Trying to see. Huh. It's all organized kind of weird. Uh, red, white, blue, calendar. Oh, there we go. So, looks like August is going to be... Oh, no. June. June 10th and 11th is going to be uh, the next event. And I get back on the 5th. So, <laughs> I don't think I'm going to make that one. Um, yeah, let, let's take a look at the calendar. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to arrive and then that weekend I would have to go there. Um, yeah, that's not happening. Um, probably the earliest I'm going to be able to go back is August 26th or 27th. So... That means that, huh, so all of June, maybe like a later date in June, July, oh. so for those that don't know, um, here in SoCal, we have usually a summer break because uh, most of our tracks um, are bone dry and they're like in the middle of like what we call uh, the Central Valley. Uh, for most part, uh, so for those of you that aren't uh, familiar, um, we have the coastline, then we have the mountains, then we have the valley, and after the valley, then we have um, pretty much the central um, central California where it's super dry. Um because essentially what you have is all that onshore flow gets uh, blocked by the uh, mountain range. And like, to give you an example, so if you're in like Santa Monica, like right at the coast, it could be like 60, 60, 65. And then you go 15, 20 minutes inland over the hill. And guess what? It's 80. It's 80 something. And then you keep going, you pass uh, the grapevine, and you head down that way, and it's even hotter because, again, there's very little uh, of that um, moisture getting into that central valley or central California where Button Willow is at. So suffice to say that it's usually triple digits, and that is brutal, um, just brutal uh, temperatures for being out at the track and i mean I, I got a little bit of a taste of it um this weekend um a friend of the show um 
of course, a good friend of mine, um, John from 91 Octane, uh, went out to streets to go ahead and compete in their Beamer Challenge. Way more of a relaxed vibe than I'm used to with running NASA. NASA runs a really tight ship, um, very well organized. Um, this is a little bit more, I guess, uh, less barriers of entry. Um, you, you can compete even if it's your first time out on track. So, you know, it it is a way of getting people in there. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, John was obviously competing in the uh, Beamer Challenge. So, um, since I have no updates for me racing, besides that the EG is just chilling and I'm kind of cleaning it up a little bit and did drill out um, the rear uh, seat bracket. So, I have this uh, um, like spot weld uh, drill kit um, for for metal um because of the little anchor point in the back seat of the eg um i've always had like the little bit of an issue with the mounting tires on, on there and i did also kind of do a little bit to protect the um wiring um coming out of the uh, fuel pump so i found a piece of hose it looked like it was a breather hose, so I was able to slice that open, wrap the wiring in there, and then um, I have this kind of like, not electrical tape, but it's like wiring loom uh, tape where it's kind of got that like threaded um, feel to the top, like kind of a cloth feel, and uh, wrap that up so I know that if I put, um, you know, tires there while I'm uh, towing the car to and from the track, that it's not gonna like fray those wires and uh, damage them. So trying to trying to make the EG a little bit um, cleaner. I'm 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 working on it. You know, uh, I want to make it more comfortable. Um, so I did buy <laughs> a little Amazon uh, tint kit uh, for the rear windows to try to help with the heat um, while I'm out on track. Cause I mean, anything you can do to minimize uh, heat damage would be good. Um, However, you you guys know me. I, I tend to be uh, very cost-effective. Um, so I got one that's designed for house windows. So apparently it doesn't flex as well <laughs> as I want it to. So it just looks like a crappy purple tint. But, you know, again, it was an Amazon experience. I'll probably end up doing... What I'll probably end up doing is taking the rest of it and um, just doing our house windows because it, it's... Uh, I have a feeling we're going to have a hot, a really hot um, summer here in SoCal. Um, it, it's been wild in certain areas of SoCal. I, I don't remember exactly when it was, but I remember Van Nuys got up to like hotter temperatures than Death Valley. So it was like 120 um, degrees Fahrenheit. So yeah, that's... Uh, that's ridiculous. So, yeah. So, I... When when we're talking about this heat and trying to make things uh, comfortable for, for ourselves, especially for me, because I know that I'm going to have to, you know, compete out there with the rest of the Honda Challenge people. And um, 
up until now, I, I've just been, um, you know, just not performing at the level that I want to. I, I think I'm going to be doing like some more non-NASA events with uh, Carlos um, to kind of coach me up and find where I'm uh, being weak or not doing well. I mean, we all know the answer is uh, use more skinny pedal, less uh, less square pedal. So, but maybe with the comfort inside of the car, you know, uh, being increased with the saw belt seat and um, you know the um, that really fancy Stan Twenty One uh, suit. Uh, I hope that that minimizes the amount of racer excuses that I have. So. Um, with that, um, you know, I figured, uh, for the homie, um, I have to do, uh, pretty much what I think is a Bimmer. challenge update. <laughs> oh man. So, um, John currently, well, I, I can't, I can't talk about that cause that will, um, kind of give, uh give the uh, story away so it was pretty interesting obviously um streets of willow is located at the willow springs uh park it's one of uh essentially like four or five racetracks that they have there um some of them being ovals the other one the two main tracks is big willow the high speed course one you'll know it from uh the uh ford versus ferrari where they did uh the training and the arrow testing uh, for the Ford GT, where they found that it had a lot of front-end lift. So, um, that's the fast course. Streets of Willow has never been my favorite track. It's, in my opinion, kind of like an Auto X uh, course, where it's... Uh, and again, I, I, I hate being disparaging and feeling elitist in terms of, uh, like, tracks, but to me, it's... It's been improved. It's uh, way smoother now. They made it way wider now. Um, so, like, the the track is, is really nice uh, now compared to how it used to be when I did my comp school uh, there. And, yeah, it's it's not my favorite track. It's really hard on braking. It's um, hard on uh, tires. It's a very consumable, heavy uh, track. But given that it is going to be one of the tracks that's going to be used for uh, Grid Life's um, events here, um, they're going to be doing streets and then a uh, big willow. I do have to get practice on it because I don't really drive it. I mean, I drove it for comp school, so I know we can go through wide through it. But I'm definitely going to have to figure it out and uh, figure out how I can get some seat time there. Um, Still have to figure out the situation with uh, Eli's um, Sunday Cup car, his B-Spec car. Um, I, I I, mean, we literally need to pull that car out of storage, and I need to do a once-over on the entire thing, get fresh tires for it, um, and just go out there and get some uh, seat time in it. Because I, I mean... Most of you know that I'll, I'll just go out there and drive. Like, I don't really, like, care about comfort, seat time, and anything. But I think that Streets is going to be a track that I'm going to have a lot of difficulty in, in that I just don't know 
what the track likes and what it won't like. Um, and also, I'll be running a tire combination with that car that's not known to Eli, so he's not going to know how the tires are going to be set up there. So it's a lot of things that we have to learn. Um, so definitely, um, it's going to be some work. So what, um, what we will do is, um, you know, get the car once it's, um, we have a track day, uh, set up with, with, um, the schedule that we're going to be running, um, and just figure out maybe what we can do, um, I know that John will be probably going out there to streets with um, Beamer Challenge because he's trying not to miss any. And it's going to be, um, I guess, in July. Oof. Oof. That's going to be a rough day. Uh, in July 8th, um, streets clockwise. So I might join John up for that event. Um, it Again, um because of the, you know, more, um, or less barriers of entry for, uh, speed ventures, uh, the track day cost, I think for that event was $170 for one day. Again, this is a shout out to all of my East coast, uh, peeps who have to essentially, drive like six to seven hours to get to a track and pay a whole lot more than that uh, for that so specifically this is a little bit of a stab and twist to con from the blind apex podcast so yeah <laughs> um so the beamer challenge event john showed up um he's obviously um had his car dialed up put a little bit more camber in from last time at uh, Las Vegas Speedway, he was having some trouble last time, and he decided to um, kind of go back to the basic alignments that he was running previously and go back with the trusted uh, Maxxis RC1s. Now his, and I, I mean, guys, if you don't have a spec tire and you need a tire that's going to be consistent and last a long time, I mean, it's, I, I'll tell you right now, it's not the fastest tire, but holy crap for uh, seat time. RC1 is going to give you a consistent grip. It's not going to be super peaky, but it's going to stay kind of consistent. And if you're good to it, it's going to be good to you. So if you're out there looking for a decent tire, and again, these are our comps, so not necessarily the best ones to drive on the street. But to give you an idea, in my Ace Gen Civic, when I was running a 255s or I think even 235s at one point, I ran an entire season on them. And, you know, I never got them down to the cords. That's how I know that the tire's done is once they start showing cords. Up until then, I'm like, I'm sorry, buddy. You're staying with me. So, um... Out on track, I think the temperature was uh, 96 degrees Fahrenheit, and John's out there, and it's a four-door BMW E E36 BMW. Again, I, I don't I don't know cars with wheel bolts, so it makes perfect sense that I would be talking about Beamer Challenge. <laughs> um, so yeah, we we got there, 
helped uh john kind of like center himself uh for for the track event um and pretty much it is my experience that the first session that you go out the um cleanest or coolest session that you're gonna go out in is gonna be overall the fastest and lo and behold that is what ended up happening so yeah um john was out there and when we were looking at it and this is something that's kind of like different for me um because you know there's such a discrepancy in terms of driver out there um and people who compete in the classes are not necessarily all advanced drivers um not everyone who competes in his class drive at the same time so that can be good and that can be bad i guess or advantageous disadvantageous i'm not quite sure um Obviously, you don't have to worry about someone kind of sandbagging you into corners and then costing you the lap time, which I could see that as a form of a strategy for messing other competitors up. Um, but then again, you don't have the camaraderie of uh, driving next to somebody or trying to catch somebody um, who is um, in your same group, uh, unless they're advanced and then they run in the advanced group. So... All that is to say that John was out there with essentially one other Beamer Challenge guy who was last year's uh, regional championship winner. I'm not sure if this is uh, an org that does uh, championships outside of uh, SoCal. So it might have been just the, the Beamer Challenge champion, uh, actually. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I actually looking at the schedule it doesn't look like they do any events outside of there so yeah that's their uh, champion um so of course uh john's going to be competing against someone who's been at very least super consistent enough to win the win the champ championship and temperatures out on track were about 96 degrees fahrenheit he's on older used uh maxis so i think he's running the 235 40 17 square setup so a little bit on the narrow narrower side of uh things but i think you know you gain a lot on gearing i remember when i used them um i still think he could probably do 255s on there i don't know it'd be nice to find like a spare uh maxis rc1 and uh see if we could do a test fit actually i think i might have one actually i might uh, john if you're listening i might have one so we'll see that's something that uh he could use to uh check some stuff out i'll i'll have to see i think i left <laughs> One of the 255 uh, 40s that I have uh, left over that I got off of Facebook Marketplace. Um, so I might I might take that over to John's uh, when I go and record with him uh, in the upcoming episode that I'm going to be doing with John. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to be on 91 Octane's podcast. So take a look for that when it comes out. So John goes out there the other competitor and honestly it was nightmare traffic which happens all the time when you first go out there 
I mean, in most time trial organizations or time attack, the first session, even though it's the fastest one, um, it's just a conga line because you have people who are slower, but they got there first and they're out on track first. So cars make speed very different ways, even though they come out with similar lap times and yada, yada. You, you guys know that. So John, for I think like, I think half of the session was behind traffic and it's the worst kind of traffic that you can get where it's a car with more power than you. So I think it was like a Camaro and like a couple other cars. Um, but you know, in the corners, it really disrupts your speed. And when you have a car that, you know, may not have, um, I, I guess the best way of explaining it is where you have a car that's kind of, good at all of the areas of the track the corners and the straightaways and you know you have like the camaros which are really good at the straightaways maybe not so much on the corners you end up having a deficiency in terms of pace where it really knocks you out of rhythm so i I could have seen that in the lap times and i think john was hovering um around like a 130 for the longest time. And this is a Streets of Willow. Uh, they were running um, counterclockwise. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it, it was counterclockwise. Yes. Double checking in my own head. I'm like, which way does the clock move? <laughs> and, you know... He he was doing all right, and uh, the competition and them were, like, swapping spots back and forth. Um, I, I think the first place uh, car was also similar uh, built to John's, where it was uh, a BMW M3. But um, that driver had a lot more clear track than John did. There was, like, only, like, one or two cars that were, you know, a straightaway um, gap in front of him. So he had um, essentially more potential to do um, a clean lap than John did. John was literally parked in a, you know, a a freaking hornet's nest where it's just full of other cars. And it's like, yeah, it it just looked kind of rough. But he was able to get out of that pocket and um, stretch his legs out and did a really good lap time of 127 point nine i want to say um yeah i'm gonna go ahead and say that um not exactly sure um so that was the first session he came back and he was like "Uh, i don't know like what are we gonna what we're gonna do i think we lowered the tire pressures down to 26 based off of my experience with the calvin's car and the track was getting hotter so maybe like we're thinking maybe a little bit more uh, less PSI so that he can um, get up there and really attack um, because we felt like once John was able to get some heat into those tires and get into, um, you know, a good pace, they, they might get up to temperature. Turns out that wasn't the good uh, setup. Uh, that, again, two PSI off made a huge effect so um wasn't the right call we went up to 28 psi that seemed to be where it was happy and you know further competition it really is 
only three sessions that that count. So yeah, didn't work out. And then in uh, true fashion, there there was another car that was just destroying everybody's lap time. I think he did a one twenty four. And John was only able to do that 127 at the beginning. His competition, the other BMW that was like last year's champion, I think he did like a 129. So I don't think he was like even in the hunt uh, to really fight with John. Um, and the other car ended up being um, out of the rule specs. So they do something kind of weird, at least weird in my perspective. <clears throat> where they do the minimum weight without the driver, which I'm just like, huh, that's kind of weird. Drivers are kind of heavy. <laughs> There's like a couple of uh, drivers like me who are over 200 pounds. And if you have a person who's like 160 or whatever, that, that, that could be an effect. <laughs> I mean, um, you know, definitely, y y you know, when you're in high school, people say, like, oh, I want to be tall, I want to be big and muscular, and it's like, when you're out on the track, you're like, fuck, I want to be as light as possible. <laughs> you're like, that'd be helpful, just get me down in that car and be as light as I can. Like, I wish I was back at my high school weight of, like, ah, uh, shit, like, even, I think I used to be, like, down to 170, but yeah that's that's not where i am now i'm a lot chunkier than that so yeah anyways um so they um the guy and hats off to the guy he uh self um self um checked himself or scrutinized himself and had his car weighed and turns out that the car was um underweight um i guess for every like 50 to 100 pounds you get a point or whatever and if it was oh under 100 pounds from where it's supposed to be it would be um like points wise bumped up into the next group and the car was i think under 200 pounds so it was immediately bumped up and that essentially gave John the uh, win for that event. Um, you know, I, I the other car was on Hoosiers. The, the other guy was definitely uh, thinner than e either John or me. So I, I don't know. I, I think if you're going to compete in the car, it, it should be with um, the driver's weight minimum on there. So I, I don't know. That's my uh, two cents, whatever, you know, whatever that is. Um, I think there's a, a way of, uh, of getting a bit more of an unfair advantage in that and whatever. I, I mean, that's my two cents, but with that being said, that pushed John into first place and he got his first place tr trophy. So congrats to him. However, in the standings for this, uh, for this year, John is seven points behind and I think in terms of point-wise, you get 10 points for first place. Um, let's see, how, how do they do this? Yeah, they get 10 points for first place, 8 points for um, second place. And it goes like by two, 
like a denotation of uh, two, like they get two points uh, deducted for from first to third, and then fourth place gets five points, and then fifth place gets four points. So it's it's kind of an interesting thing. It, it um, makes it so if you have a bad day and finish fourth, it's not as a horrific jump jump up. So yeah, if they kept it that way, like you could really f- essentially do an event and not get a single point. So that would kind of suck. And yeah, you can go. I, I think the lowest you can get is um, essentially one point. From what I'm looking on results, I don't see less than one point, like a point five or something. So yeah. Um, so in terms of standings, uh, Johnson's second place. Uh, last year's champion is uh, sitting comfortably in uh, first place with 30 points. John is seven points off of him. Um, so really, um, it, it's going to be a struggle. John needs to kind of win every event he's going to be competing at. That or have enough of a gap um, to kind of push that person down um john's car still needs a little bit more work in terms of getting a little bit more weight out of the car uh possible spring changes um so yeah i and of course fresh tires the rc ones he has are really old and um yeah should be replaced so he should get uh new stickies for the next event at least that's my hope that he does that but yeah with that um you know third place is really far away from him so the third place um competitor is sitting at 10 points so the gap between third and the rest is just too big i think um to really pose a challenge so it's really a two-player um, battle for John with uh, last year's champion, uh, Gianni Ferrara. So I'm going to be looking into that because that's the homie. And, of course, you know me. Like, Even though I prefer front-wheel drive, um, the homie's there. And this is race FF. So race is part of it. And they are kind of racing. And even though it's time attack, I know uh, Baker and... Uh, Khan from the East Coast don't like uh time trials at time attack. But, you know, maybe that's kind of my elitist elitist uh nature being shown up in um my my um like lack of uh enthusiasm for autocross. So eh, I could I could see um how there's parallels there. So, with that being said, you know, I'll be looking forward to seeing how John does at the next event. But that is pretty much the end of Gamer Challenge Update. (laughs) So, um, I did a couple things um, this weekend uh, to the GX. There's some, like, side moldings that I got off of... uh, Amazon, that was a pretty cool little mod, and I had some leftover vinyl from um, the uh, window visor uh, vinyl that I had, so I was able to cut up the um, the third window uh, for the third row seat, uh, chrome thing, uh, the replacement ones from Amazon, they have a, 
a plastic um, finish instead of the chrome one that comes the factory from the GX. And it was 50 bucks. Um, the fitment's not the best. Um, I'll be honest, it doesn't click in as nice as the factory Lexus ones, of course. Um, but I, I think aesthetically it looks really nice. And, you know, this past weekend, um, I've been looking at, uh, really cool builds and, you know, seeing my buddy Calvin. And if you aren't following him and his adventures to Japan, you should be. Um, and seeing all of that like stuff made me kind of like, damn, I wish I had like kind of a cool car, um, in the sense of something that's kind of lightweight and fast and, you know, Hondas, golden era Hondas with, uh, K swaps, depending on how they're done, uh, can be carved legal. And I was kind of interested in this, uh, guy who does, um, essentially carved legal swaps and gets them to pass um bar so I, I forget what bar uh stands for but essentially that means that um you can have a k-swapped uh golden era honda and drive it on the street and be uh legit and not have to worry about getting uh smog checked and for me like i like my cars being um able to pass smog legitly all of mine did, even my race car uh, for a second did, right before I non-opted and uh, essentially became a full-fledged race car. Um, I mean, short of taking the catch can off and running an actual California carb-compliant catalytic converter, that's pretty much all it needs uh, to pass smog again. The car is good. So... I don't know. I was looking at that. There's like these guys that do uh, case swaps on fits, which I think is super dope. I love that idea. I mean, newer chassis, so you don't deal with all the fatigue of, you know, the Golden Era Hondas. And uh, the fits, I know, are super cool. And to put a K-Series in it, so essentially like my East Gen Si, but with probably... 700 or 800 pounds lighter would be pretty freaking dope and i do love fits so that'd be pretty sick but i don't know you know eventually and i know cons constantly talking about this um eventually the the eg is going to be k-swapped it is the future of it and i would be really really sad um to just kind of lose out on the d-series stuff because i'm probably not going to find somebody who's going to want to pay um a lot of money for a d-series uh trans is built like the one that i have with a 4.9 and a um and a clutch type lsd <laughs> Most people aren't going to really want that. I'm sure some drag racer may want that, but they'd probably want a two-way diff. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think in the future, if I was to switch out the Silver Civic, I might actually just go back to a 92 to 95 Civic, probably like a four-door and swap in the um, D-Series stuff that I have, because I still have spare distributors and all of that stuff there. So, yeah, for daily driving and just uh, putzing around and doing, um, like, road trips that we're probably going to be doing with our cars um, to our buddy Ziggler's um, 
new compound, if you will, over in uh, Oregon, that's that'd be nice. Um, you know, just something that's kind of reminiscent of what I I remember starting off with. So, yeah. Um, those are pretty much all the things that I had um, to cover. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not sure if you guys also feel that way. Like sometimes when you're working on your car and it's like, man, it'd be cool. You, you have this like flight of fancy with like, you know, uh, I guess it's like, oh, wouldn't it be cool to have this type of build or that type of build kind of car? And I don't know. I, I don't dislike my East Genesis. It's, it's a good car. I really like it. But, you know, I, I grew up driving kind of ratchet vehicles, and I, I'm cool with that, so I don't know. I don't know. It's just sometimes you get um, up in the idea of Flight of Fancy, and, you know, you see, like, a lot of cool stuff, and I'm not even sure if a K-swapped fit would work um, in terms of bar, because it has to be a newer engine into an older chassis. can't be an older engine into... Um, a a newer chassis. They they don't like that, so that kind of uh precludes all the um all the K um K twenty eight threes and the K series from uh, the RSXs and EP threes, and also I don't know since the um, Civic came out, uh, the Ace Gen came out in '06. And, um, the fit came out in 07. I don't know if there's, like, an issue with that one being older or newer. Because I'd like to run a K20Z3 in a fit if I could. However, there is an engine that I know would probably be way newer. And I know there's the company that already makes mounts for it. But... For me, I would like to have it uh, carb legal, and that is, of course, the 10th Gen SI 1.5 liter, the L15, uh, I think it's B7 or something like that. Now, an L15 in a first gen fit, whoo! Because I think the SIs are, uh, what are they at? Um, 3,300 pounds, and I think the first gen fits are like 2,300 pounds. So you're talking about a thousand pounds lighter. If <clears throat> now, if you had a first gen fit and you were able to do a barred legal L15, man, that would be a screamer. Because I know there's some fitment issues with the subframe or 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 the exhaust. So I could just imagine the exhaust coming off of the um the what is it the l15 being a little bit better to route because it goes underneath uh by the front in the k series there's like some clearance issues with um the steering racks and like a couple other things for the fits so that would be interesting an l15 if i get anything like that it has to be carb legal and barred or whatever but i mean it, you don't have to build those up that crazy. I mean, put a baffle in it and call it a day. I mean, those cars were, or those engines were made for such heavy cars that if you put that 
in a lighter car, I think the the performance you gain on those things is nuts. That that'd be sick. I'd love a little fit with like a freaking L one point five liter turbo in there, like an L fifteen. That'd be six, or even a K series. Like I think mine makes one eighty six foot pounds or what is it? Uh, wheel horsepower. So like I think Rossum sauces uh fit makes like a hundred wheel horsepower. So something that's almost. 90 horsepower uh, more would be pretty sick and not like too ridiculous an l15 would be fucking nuts because <laughs> i know those things make a a bit more torque than the uh k20s so i don't know that that'd be pretty sick I, i'd be down for that that yeah that'd be dope that would be dope but yeah I, again that's not like putting anything anywhere and that's just like a daily commuter that i i thought it would be cool so yeah just like those flight of fancies but realistically if um if and when the crowd decides to go h2 uh, for honda challenge i'll probably be swapping it out and i might end up selling my eighth gen and then um getting a 92 to 95 civic sedan and just dailing that guy probably put in like a roll bar like the one that my buddy calvin has on his uh, team cream um corolla and just make it so there's a little bit more structural rigidity in those cars nothing crazy just like a street roll bar and a fixed seat so having some sort of uh safety in there like better than what it used to be but yeah I think with that, that's all I have for you guys. I am going to try to bank some episodes while I'm in Japan, but I may not be able to, or what might end up happening is I might be coming back dry. So let me know if you like a little podcast about my adventure over in Japan. Um, It's probably not going to be anything car related. I'll just be geeking out over uh trains and uh using public transportation and being able to drink in public um but yeah um besides that um that's it guys um i will see you guys next monday thanks for uh the support and thanks for um liking and subscribing to the podcast i really do appreciate it and with that said i'll see you next monday <laughs>